In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that troubleshoots your dog training struggles so that you can live the life that you deserve with your dog. Now, today we have a real life problem, a mm. real life struggle, as yeah. we would call it in the Game Changer community. And this has come straight out of the Game Changer community, the Sexier Than a Squirrel community. And it's Khaleesi Parrot. And she says, help. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm doing something wrong, starting to get to the frustration point, And actually, I've lost my temper in the last 24 hours, which really can't have helped. Uh, our relationship. Bonnie used to be amazing. Nothing would distract her from me. But now everything and everyone is just better than me. She pulls on lead. She's barking at nothing and everything. Uh, and this is happening both at home and when we're out. The jumping up. Oh my goodness. I cannot bear it. None of these used to be a problem. Where did I mess up? What have I done wrong? Why has it changed? I've tried what feels like everything and any advice from anyone who's got maybe a fantastic puppy as a youngster and then they've turned around 13 months and just decided to show their real true characters help help and help some more okay first of all this is totally normal this is nothing to worry about you have not done anything wrong you don't need to be hard on yourself you don't need to feel like the worst dog owner in the world you don't need to feel guilty you don't need to feel bad you do not need to be having a bad day on this right yeah exactly and so i think best thing to if we if we give you some tips right now uh, we do kind of a bit of a tips tennis um and um and yeah i think you're gonna see some really great results. So um, first tip that I've got for you is actually less about, you know, what um, what to do and more actually about putting into perspective what's going on. Um, and that is that, and this is hopefully everyone will get some value from from what I'm about to say, because it applies to everything and it can feel really kind of soul destroying when things go wrong, especially when you don't expect them to go wrong. But with any Working with any dog, working with any behavior struggle, working with, you know, whether it be off-leash reliability or reactivity or whatever else, right, is when you first start working with your dog, they're predictably bad, right? They don't know anything or they know some things that are not so great and you're teaching them and they're predictably bad. You you can assume their behavior is going to be bad. You know their response is not necessarily going to be the response that you want. You work with them and they improve. And in turn, what happens is they go from being predictably bad to unpredictably bad, which actually, they, as humans, we actually find more soul-destroying, more upsetting and more confusing because we give them 
them, uh, you know, we give them freedom. And sometimes they tell us that was too much freedom by the way that they behave. And so, uh, you know, we speak to a lot of people in a very similar situation to you where actually there have been some maybe soul destroying moments where they've done something crazy and you're like, I did not see that coming. And that feels far worse than if you knew that they were going to do it and they do it on every walk just by the fact that you didn't predict it. So first of all, don't worry. Let's put that into perspective. Probably the reason why this is feeling so bad right now is because actually they've improved so much. Certainly from that, you know, eight week old puppy, which knew absolutely nothing and you have worked with. Now, secondly, I think something that's really, really vital, really, really important is actually you quit rehearsing what you don't want. Yeah. So actually really limit the opportunity to do all of the things that you don't want. So in the house um, or out and about, like you've just uh, said, Khaleesi, I think things like, let's just have a look jumping up things like um, everyone being better than you pulling on lead mm-hmm. actually let's not give opportunities and I know that might sound really really sort of crazy like how am I not going to give her an opportunity to let's say jump up well actually what's the proximity to other people mm-hmm. actually if the proximity is too close and yes she could jump up so yeah. actually I might not get close for a minute mm-hmm. and I actually might just have her um, me and her I might have her on a double lead so I've got a little bit more control maybe a harness um, or whatever suitable for you um, and is kind uh, so for me harness double lead and actually I might play distraction sort of proximity games Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't get the opportunity to be too close to someone another one that I might consider would be I don't know let's say she's counter surfing okay she gets no access to the counters right Mm -hmm. now so actually she's in either a different room or she's behind a stair gate or she's uh, given a boundary or a crate or a puppy pen or a safe space but what she's not given is opportunity to rehearse what I don't want last one going for a walk and pulling on lead okay for a minute maybe I take her in the vehicle Mm -hmm. so she gets from the house to the vehicle I drive her to the spot I'm going to go. I go there. I play some games. I get her straight out. I play some games on a long line. I don't even get her or give her an opportunity to pull. Mm -hmm. And then I put her back in the car. And if we don't have, if we have car problems, then maybe I just play car games in the in the garden or in the in the driveway or wherever I am. So we we have to kind of ditch the routine of this is normal and this is what normal people have to actually. This is what I need and this is what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, next tip that we've got for you: all of those struggles that you describe all relate to over arousal they all relate to that arousal level being high whether it be excitement or fear there's high arousal there leading to your dog making these choices now um what we need instead is calmness but the thing is there are really you know there are there are two or three elements to calmness The first element of calmness is, are we doing things with her that might actually promote excitement, right? So, for example, are we doing really exciting things from the minute she wakes up to the minute she goes to sleep? Or are we going to exciting locations? Or are we going to locations and then doing like really exciting, I don't know, chase the tennis ball? So, I've got a really good example of this one, Tom. And it's um, it's slightly specific, but I also know you'll be able to relate to it. um, And I think everyone at home will as well. Um, A a student that we've been talking about with a young Mm -hmm. board collie um, who's had some real troubles in the house with the border collie and the behavior in the house Uh, I saw them recently at an event and they said to me oh my goodness he's been so good and I said actually I saw him um, about an hour ago lunging barking Mm -hmm. reacting at the rings and going crazy and she said 
Oh, uh, but, but he was walking by and he was on a lead. I think the thing we need to remember is that actually a lot of the events that we um, might consider as um, not being that bucket filling or stressful yeah. or uh, not calm. Yeah. Like for her, she considered that calm mm. because he wasn't actually in the ring. Yeah. And I'm talking agility, by the way. So yeah. I just should clarify that. So and it was around an agility moment, whereas she yeah. saw that as okay still. So I think yeah. we have to have a bit of perspective and on it, it. You know, we, we sometimes I, we, we sometimes have to take a step back from from things that we're doing and we think, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we can't go to we wouldn't go to a disco as a human and then get re- ask ask them to turn the music down and, and, and tell everybody to be pajamas, a little bit calmer right slippers. we would not if we wanted to be calm if we wanted to be relaxed we wouldn't go to that environment if you wanted a quiet night a bit settled mm. and you wanted to be cozy it probably would be don't attend the party yeah don't go to the party and then tell everybody else that they need to alter their behavior and i know that you're not doing that but sometimes what we do is we we repeatedly go to the location that are going to create a certain behavior and we get frustrated that the behavior is happening. Now, the second reason why we might be struggling with calmness is because actually you're not doing anything or the situation's not doing anything, but there's an, a level of anticipation, right? There's a level of, I'm anticipating a disco, therefore, whether the disco happens or not, I'm going to create it. Now, it's the going to create it bit that's the, that's the challenge because if whether the disco happens or not, if they create a disco, guess what? The next time they come into that situation, they'll be creating a bigger disco. They'll be creating a bigger party. And so there's massive value. And I, I you know, it's a, a really nice reset to actually say, you know what, Bonnie, you're, you're we're going to pop you on lead. And at every step of the day, I'm going to remind you that this is about calmness. That might be by, you know, having her on lead, walking into a space where you're going to do, I don't know, some work at the computer. Any opportunity to reinforce calmness at any opportunity, take it. I remember I was really struggling with, um, just to show that this happens to all of us and we all have to take a step back. I was struggling with um, calmness in the living room at one point. What and, you um, <laughs> as in Bet was struggling with <laughs> calmness in the living room and she could get calmness everywhere else but um, she couldn't get calmness in the living room I'm like well I'm not doing any you know I'm not doing anything exciting in the living room not doing any games in the living room even it's just a calm space and so I took a step back and I was like hold on a second my my living room's on like a, a second floor from the, the kitchen and what was happening is Bet was running up the stairs because she she rehearsed running upstairs Bet thinks that stairs are for running up um, she ran up the stairs and then would skid into the living room and actually that makes total that was sense like the she'd, event right she'd already you know she because of the way that she was moving she created a disco and she came into that room as you know like a, a moving disco to a, a portable disco um and therefore calmness was a challenge and so just for two weeks actually at the at the bottom of the stairs i'd pop Remember her on doing lead this and doing, yeah, yeah i walked that. her up slowly up the stairs and then she went into the living room onto one onto a bed and calmness was actually easy just because i got rid of that one bit of the and puzzle sometimes it is looking trying to take yourself out of the sort of close picture and looking mm. at it from above yeah and actually considering it. i think this is a really important thing that so many people you might think you're in a good calm space but actually there's even more you could have yeah yeah absolutely and and it's it's seeing the bigger picture rather than you know the 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 small element there so i guess the the tip would be absolutely we need to grow calmness calmness isn't just you know trying to reward calmness as it happens it's also thinking about all the things throughout the day that actually turn it into a disco 
Okay, my next piece of advice for you, uh, Khaleesi, I think is um, where, where you say you had a fantastic puppy, but they turned 13 months and just started showing all these problems. Uh, my dad said something to me the other day and we were um, trying to get through something on, on site and it was really difficult. And he said, Lauren, this too shall pass. And you know what? I think it's a really nice saying for where you are right now, Khaleesi. It's this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're in a really brilliant, elated high space, and I can experience this through competition and, and being um, at top level competition with with my dogs or whether you're having um, a really low space like the one you're in right now Khaleesi where actually um, she's really Bonnie's not playing ball as, as you would expect um, this will pass and yeah. so when you're enjoying the highs what I've learned is really enjoy them smile um, take all of the compliments in the world and celebrate them and be really really happy about it whereas actually when you're going through sort of the the low periods or the the periods where it's not so um, good or um, it's not happening so well then actually probably we should um, realise that this too shall pass it's, yeah. not a, it's not like a permanent place Exactly. And um, in addition to that, when in doubt, when you're going through a difficult time and maybe sometimes you don't know what to do, right? If in doubt, invest in the relationship. Don't worry about, you know, the tackling your specific, you, you know, every single, don't make every single thing a battle. If you're not sure where to start, actually just grow the relationship. Have some positive interactions with your dog. Maybe even have some time away from your dog and as I well. And I think that one's just as valuable. What Tom said about having time away, if you don't know what to do or where to start, sometimes don't do anything for a minute. Yeah. And that's also okay because I'm one of these people that feels I need to do something all the mm. time. And actually it's okay sometimes to go, I'm just going to think on that one for a minute. Yeah. I'm going to think on that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, final um, tip that we've got for you. It's totally normal. You, you know, there's there's a level of adolescence in there. We could talk all day about adolescence. Um, we, you know, we could develop an, a, a whole program about adolescence. In fact, we have. It's called Absolute Adolescence, um, and uh, and so it's a big kind of passion area for us. The key here is that as part of a dog coming into adolescence. All of a sudden, their brain will change and they will start to struggle to disengage from things where previously they haven't. This is not a, a you know, a, a, you've missed something in your training. Absolutely not. Adolescents, their, their brain shape changes, their physiology changes, their behavior and hormones change. It's a normal part of this. And we have to remind them of things. We also have to say, hey, I need to go doubly strong in disengagement. I mean, I remember a really weird one I had to remind Tokyo. I had to remind him not to wee up people's cars. I was like, you've never been allowed to do that. Why would you try to do that now? And it was absolutely like bang on about 15 months. He decided... That was something he did. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's like weird reminders that you think you always knew not to do this. Yeah. And yet, no, reminders are important. Yeah. And it's it's because they, they they you know they they still know what to do, but their ability to disengage has decreased to the point where they're like, oh, I've got to do it. And so actually just making making the world a bit smaller again and saying, I'm gonna remind you of things, I'm gonna play games. You you've not what we really want to kind of make clear to you is you've not done anything wrong the training that you've done absolutely has worked and now we're entering a different phase where we have to maybe focus on slightly different things and we have to maybe work on rehearsal quite a bit and i think that this is absolutely normal you're in a you're in in an amazing space really khaleesi because you're part of sexy and a squirrel you're in the game changer community maybe you're part of the training academy already and if you're not maybe that's something that um you should definitely look towards doing because i think you sound like a fantastic owner and student Mm -hmm. uh, and and within what we do right Tom absolutely and so 
implement what we've said. Feel great that you are the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. Feel great that you noticed. Feel great that you're observant and feel great that actually you're doing a good job. Now, whether you sit down, you grab yourself a cup of tea, uh, a bottle of gin uh, or whatever it is to to sort of say to yourself, Mm. I'm okay with this. You can sit sit down, right? And celebrate yourself for a minute. Take a breath. And then actually uh, go to the next stage. Yeah, you've got this. You've so got with this. that, guys, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 